When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, this is Sooner Sports Talk, presented by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Also brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Bud Light, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. And by Moody's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in barbecue. This is Sooner Sports Talk. Now, here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue on a Tuesday night. It is time for Sooner Sports Talk, brought to you by AT&T. Toby Rowland with you, and I am joined once again tonight by my radio partner and the Butkus and Bednarik Award winner. Please welcome Teddy Lehman, everybody. T. Rowe, eh, how we doing? I'm doing okay. How you doing? <laughs> It's been, a, it's been an same, interesting same. night technically for us, and we're going to power through over the next 60 minutes as we are about to visit with head coach Lincoln Riley. We'll take a look back at 38-35 K-State Saturday on Owen Field and take a look ahead to the Iowa State game coming up in prime time this Saturday night. Teddy, uh, this is a... Uh, awkward position. It's a difficult position for a team to have to put a loss in the rear view. Now go on the road for the first time this year and try to beat a good football team. Yeah, it really is. It's it's not the situation that you would draw up, obviously, but you know that's what happens in seasons. Every season is different, and you know you're going to be presented with challenges that you're you don't necessarily know that you're going to have uh, when the whole thing starts. So yeah, I mean it's it's difficult. You you got to put a loss behind you, but you know one of the best ways to put a loss behind you is whenever you've got a big challenge upcoming that requires 100% of your focus. And Iowa State definitely presents that. I know a lot of people. 
Saw them kind of stumble out of the blocks against Louisiana, lose their opener. Um, they bounce back nicely against TCU. Um, there's no question. This is going to be a tough challenge. Iowa State is a really good football team. You know, they, they're as talented maybe as they've ever been. Quarterback, running back, uh, they've got a fantastic tight end. And as always, that defense is loaded with good One talent. One question for you, well then we're going to take a break, then we're going to bring in Lincoln Riley. You didn't lose a lot of games in your time at Oklahoma, but what's the key to being able to turn the page, to flip that switch, to forget about it and go forward? Well, you know, great coaches always uh, really help you out with that. You know, it's amazing that you're usually coached way harder in wins than you are in losses. And coaches have a, a usually a really good understanding and, and a feel for what their football team is like mentally and get them refocused, get the confidence back. And I think the biggest key is uh, learn from what happened and go out and practice well. You know, there's nothing that makes you feel better going into a football game than having a really solid week of practice so i'm sure that's been the focus so far all right we're going to take an opening timeout. we will take your questions tonight for lincoln riley you can tweet us the academy sports and outdoors inbox at ou on the air or at t row ou we'll pick one question tonight for a 50 dollar gift card from rudy's country store and barbecue lincoln riley right around the corner you're watching sooner sports talk brought to you by at&t Sooner Sports Talk is presented by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Anheuser-Busch, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Academy Sports and Outdoors the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Riverwind, still the one. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Welcome back, everybody, to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue at Sooner Sports Talk. Toby and Teddy with you. And we welcome in now the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Lincoln Riley. Coach, good evening. How are you tonight? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Good to see everybody. Great to see you, Coach. Uh, I guess let's start by just asking, uh, what have you seen in your team since Saturday? What's their reaction been in practice? Um what we hoped and expected it would be it's been been really good work and i think looking really hard at the things that we that we didn't do well and all of us coaches players um it, it's you you all own it every part of it and uh there's obviously a lot of things that we got to get better at and get better at quickly um there were a lot of positives on the field on both sides of the ball uh, but you obviously can't make the you know the critical mistakes the four or five plays that were that were you know just really gave K-State a chance to, to, to even have a shot at it and, uh, you know, give them credit for, for getting it done. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, disappointed, but but certainly not not discouraged. Uh, we, we got a really a chance to be a really good football team, a lot of ball left, and uh, excited about, you know, preparing going forward with this team and certainly, you know, can't wait to get to this next one. Toby just asked me in the previous segment what the key to bouncing back is, and – I really don't know. I, I, 
what I said probably doesn't matter. So I want to ask you, because you guys have been really good at it. What's the key for a football team to bounce back after a, a disappointing performance? I think you I think you just have to take it for what it is. Um, you know, your your first inclination when you win a game is to think everything went perfect and not not look at the things that that you didn't do well. And then I think sometimes the flip side can happen when when you when you don't win and that you think, well, everything's wrong and no, everything's not wrong. There's a few things that we have to get better at. There's a lot of things that were that we did very well. Uh, but but to get paid off, you, you've got to avoid those critical mistakes and then make the obvious corrections that, that we have to do as both coaches and players. So. I think you take it for what it is. You, you identify those areas. You, you get better. Um, I think you can't dwell on it too much. Um, you know, which can be, which can be tough to do at a program like this because you're so used to winning and you expect to win every time you, you touch the field. And when it doesn't happen, sure, there's going to be a level of disappointment. But you got to get past it, um, and and uh, you got to use it as motivation. It's got to bring the team, uh, you know, together as much as ever. And uh, you got to go rally, and like you said, we've we've been able to have some success doing it. We we know how to do it, we know what to do, but that's a different thing than actually going and doing it. So we we've got to now put 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 all that into action. What's the first part of that formula? What were you pleased with? What did you do really well in your mind on Saturday? Oh man, a lot of things. I mean, we were we were outright dominant defensively for two and a half to three quarters. Um, you know, played. We, we stopped the run extremely well all day. Only one run got out, and that was a uh, you know result of a missed tackle. You know, you know, a yard or two beyond the line of scrimmage. Um, so very happy with how we played. Um, you know, the the run game overall. Um, that was something that K State really hurt us with last year. We were we were much better there, and. Uh, uh, yeah, then offensively there was a you know a lot of uh, a lot of very clean plays, a lot of really well executed plays. We were a lot cleaner in the run game. Uh, we didn't do a good job breaking tackles. We kind of made ourselves earn it. Um, I thought we made a couple big plays down the field in the passing game. Uh, so yeah, no, there was there was a lot of positives. I mean, you know, to sadly, I mean, when you lose a turnover battle, of which in my mind is six to nothing. Um, I mean, for the game to even be close shows how much you dominated the rest of it. And so, you know, that's that's what's hard. And so, you know, obviously, you know, we want to win the turnover battle and and do all the things well that we did. When you do that, you, you've got a chance to knock people out. So, um, uh, yeah, it's a lot to build on and uh, a, a lot of promise with this team, no doubt. You mentioned the, the running game there for you guys. And, you know, first couple of games hasn't maybe been as productive as, as we've seen in the past. And can you point to, you know, offensive line issues and, and blocking things up? Or maybe as you spoke to right there, running backs having a chance with the guy one-on-one -on -one and, and maybe not making a miss and, and getting those extra yards. Yeah, that was a little bit more this game. Uh, the first game, we weren't as clean in the run game. Uh, we were much improved there. I thought we got our backs to the second level, you know, for the most part all day, other than a, a run here and there, we were pretty clean. We just, you know, it was really two things. You know, we didn't, there's a few blocks that we didn't finish on the second level by our perimeter guys. There were a couple times it was really clean that our backs, you know, not that you're gonna make it happen every time, but you gotta pop a couple of those. And then a few of them that we did pop, we got holding penalties on. You know, Spencer had the long run there, you know, there that was gonna put us almost already in field goal range there at the end of the game. We had a holding call. 
Uh, we had a couple other big runs on the perimeter. TJ had two big runs that were that we had holding calls on receivers. Um, so, uh, you know, we made some we, we made a few mistakes that kept the big ones from happening. Um, but but as far as fitting the run up and, and blocking it well with the old line, it was it was certainly an improved effort. Opening segment with Coach Riley presented by Noble McIntyre, McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all your personal injury needs. Kind of a, a two-headed question about Spencer. One, how do you evaluate his day? And then two, what is the value of him watching Jalen Hurts last year and how he dealt with everything, adversity at times, uh, when he's going through a situation like like a loss like this week? Uh, you know, evaluate his play. I mean, 90% of what he did was really, really good. Um, threw the ball well. Made some great decisions. Was tremendous out of the pocket again. Um, made some, I mean, big-time plays. Um, you know, he had really two decisions that we want back. The, the first one was a tip ball on a perfect read that was going to be an easy routine completion. Those happen. Uh, you know, the other two interceptions were, were bad decisions. And, uh, you know, and that's, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're playing really well as a quarterback when your bad decisions are just incomplete passes. You know, they can't, they can't be interceptions. And so, uh, you know, that, that, was the, that was the big one. Um, there was a couple of reads he missed throughout the day, but not much. I mean, he was, he, uh, you know, he did a lot of good things. Uh, but as a quarterback, you, you have to avoid those critical mistakes and, and not, put your, not put your teammates in that position. Um, as far as Jalen, you see me. Uh, yeah, I mean, J watching Jalen certainly helped him, you know, and like you said, Jalen dealt with his share of adversity and always seemed to handle it very well. And I think the key is you just you, one, you keep believing in yourself and, and two, you just keep you keep treading on forward. And that's that's part of it. This game teaches you lessons. You're going to go through ups and downs and you either pout about it and get down about it or you you keep you keep pushing forward you learn the lessons that you have to do and you're better for it as as those situations come up again you know a lot of times whenever uh, you lose a football game you, you go back and you watch the film and you know it's a play here play there you know other teams are going to win some 50 50 balls maybe you know a guy puts his hat you know right on the ball you know just, there's some of those plays that are going to happen, especially in conference play. So I know there was some of that, but has there been anything that you've looked at that you thought, you know, maybe this is a, a foundational issue and, and something that really could cause you problems down the stretch, or is this just one or two type of plays that have just kind of popped up randomly? Yeah, I think it, it, it certainly looked more like that. I, I felt like it probably would, you know, before I watched the film. We watched it as a staff right after the game, and and. That's exactly what it was. I mean, again, that, that's what's, you know, that's what's so frustrating about it is it, like I said, on both sides of the ball, you feel like you did so many good things. And then, but the, the plays that were bad were, were just critically bad. And, and uh, again, give Kansas State credit. They were in the right place at the right time when, when the, the two balls got tipped. The last one also got tipped. It got intercepted. And, and uh, you know, they, the quarterback did a great job finding, you know, really the one, like, true busted coverage we had all day um, and, and did a great job finding it, which that's what really good quarterbacks are going to do. Um, so, no, you give them credit. Um, they, they, uh, they, they, they took advantage of our mistakes. But as far as our mistakes, I think they're all very easily correctable. Um, they're mistakes that I think we can certainly learn, learn from. I don't, 
I don't foresee long-term problems with them. Uh, I don't. Uh, I think this is something as coaches, players, we can do better and get fixed and fixed quickly. Tricky thing about a show like this on a Tuesday, Coach, is you guys have moved on. You guys have turned the page. You're, you're talking about Iowa State. You're so sick of talking about this game. I promise we're going to talk about Iowa State. But late in that game, you had a difficult decision to make. And you decided to punt the ball with about three minutes to go. And you got the ball back, certainly not second-guessing the decision at all. But what are all of the factors that go in that you're weighing at that time when you're faced with it again to decide what is the, the right call to make there? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you start to think about it before the series even happens. So we started talking clock management. And, and, you know, at that point, we had one timeout left, how much time we had before that series started. And obviously, if we got on a drive, you know, we were probably going to be in, in four-down territory um, until we got into field goal range. If we didn't get on a drive, then we kind of had a benchmark of time that in our minds, certainly if we, if we didn't have to use the timeout, that, that, you know, we would still consider punting the ball. And you know, a lot of it go, goes into factor. I mean, what's the down and distance, you know, where you're at on the field? You know, if you've got a – if you're going for it on a fourth and ten versus, you know, punting it, kicking it to your deep, you know, trusting your defense, getting the ball back, and then maybe having a fresh set of downs with, with still over a minute left was a factor. And then I think the confidence in Gabe Burkich was certainly a factor in that he's, you know, he's such a, he's such a good kicker and has so much range that, you know, when you get the ball back, you're probably not going to have to move it a whole lot. And we wouldn't have had to. I mean, uh, uh, you know, literally if, if we, uh, if we, you know, if Rambo catches that first pass, you know, we've only got to go, you know, maybe 25 more yards and still have, you know, 40-something seconds to get it done. So, so uh, no, it worked out well. Now, honestly, they we got we had a penalty and a, and a replay down uh, by Kansas State, or we would have had probably about 10 more seconds. So uh, it worked out well. It gave us a golden opportunity with four fresh downs and plenty of time, and uh, we just didn't get it done. It's got to be nice. I mean, we're it's Tuesday. And at least as far as I know, the game isn't in question. Your first two games, you know, we're Friday. We're 24 hours out. And at least on the outside looking in, there's some questions as whether or not the, the actual game is going to take place. And that's got to be nice for this week. But the preparation for your players, I mean, for me, thinking of myself as a player, it's that's got to factor in just with your mentality leading right up to the day before the game, not knowing if the thing's actually going to get played. A lot of people are skeptical as to whether or not it will be. I mean, how's your team handled that so far? Yeah, no, it's difficult. It's so, you know, it's so different than what we're used to. I mean, it's hard, as you can imagine, putting yourself in there, it's hard to imagine even wondering about if a game is going to happen or not. I mean, it's just not something that you would have ever even thought really possible before this year. So, um, you know, we're just trying to approach each and every one like they're, like they're there. Uh, that's been our goal. Now, you know, these guys are humans. We're all humans. Um, you know, we, we see those things too. And, uh, you know, you, you get to a point where you get so mentally charged up that, you know, you're, the, the, even the thought of not playing is, uh, is not a good thought. So we've tried to control what we can control, be ready, um, and understand that if we have to adjust, we do. And, I think our guys have done a good job of that. I don't. I don't feel like that. That's been a factor, either positive or negative, for us uh, in either one of these first two. It's, to be fair, Coach Teddy's only about seventy-five percent human, twenty-five <laughs> percent cyborg. I believe. I'm not sure. All right, we'll take a timeout. 
when we come back, we'll turn the page to Iowa State. We'll start to field some of your questions out there on the Academy Sports and Outdoors inbox. It's the Lincoln Riley Show here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. We'll be right back. Sooner Sports Talk is presented by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Anheuser-Busch. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. Sooner fans, be sure to check out Soonersports.com for your chance to win Red River Showdown football tickets from Love's Travel Stops, Riverwind, and Homeland. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Sooner Sports Talk brought to you by AT&T. We're with Lincoln Riley. Coach, we've got our question of the night from Academy Sports and Outdoors for you. Academy Sports and Outdoors for all your officially licensed Sooners gear. Here it is. Hey, Coach Riley, what's your most favorite play you've ever called? All right, Coach, you wanted to know what is your favorite play you've ever called, what is it Gruden always talks about, spider wide banana? <laughs> yeah, two wide banana, two yeah. wide banana. What's the favorite play you've ever called? Mm. There's been several. Um, you, know, I'd have, you know, one of those ones that first year. We need some good year, football terminology in here. No, I'm not going to tell you the names. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the one, honestly, a couple of the ones in the Tennessee game, uh, my first year or up there, you know, and then I've said before, I know the, the one we hit against Iowa State with, with Flowers, the first play of the game was a was a fun one too. So, um, um, but yeah, probably, you know, Sterling scoring there in overtime, not like it was some great call or anything, but just so so memorable there to, to win the game. There, there's been a couple though, there, a couple in the championship games and all that that have been pretty fun too. The Sterling leap on the sidelines. Yeah. 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 That, that was, was a good great. Call. I'll tell you right now, like, I've seen some play calls that I have those favorites, and the one we saw Saturday. Oh, the throwback it, to Spencer? Yeah, I've never seen that before. That was fantastic. And the plays where they hand off to the running back, and then he turns into, like, the, the quarterback on the option. That, that stuff is awesome to me. I love watching that. Coach has no comment for that. <laughs> Whether you're home gating or tailgating for the OU game, make a winning play with Tostitos chips. Tostitos packs the crunch for a touchdown in taste. Hey, Coach, uh, it was fun for all of us, and I know the guy down the hall from us on Saturday to get to see Drake get into the end zone. I'm sure it was a kick for you as well to get to see him have a big day. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, Drake. Uh, you know, Drake's busted his tail ever since he got here. He's done a great job. He's a talented kid. You know, worked hard to to get an opportunity and, and absolutely has earned it. So uh, and he made some big plays for us. There's no question about it. He uh, you know, caught the ball well, um, made a couple competitive plays and, uh, you know, a great start kind of to, to his career. So obviously with what his family, you know, his, obviously his dad, his brother, his entire, you know, both, 
both I guess both of his uncles have met here or, or have met to this place. Uh, pretty cool to see him uh, down there making plays. It looks like he and Rattler have some pretty good chemistry already built in, and, and there's a lot of wideouts. You know, Mims and, and Stogner look like they're all starting to get pretty good chemistry with Rattler, you know, in a typical year uh, through spring balls, summer workouts, training camp, until you are now, there's been thousands and thousands of reps with these guys. You guys haven't had that this year, so I know that's probably been difficult, but are they starting to get caught up on, on some of those just little quirks and nuances that quarterback and wide receivers go through? Yeah, no, it's growing. It, it definitely is. It's getting better and better. Um, you know, I think guys are really improving. I think, you know, Spencer and, and our other quarterbacks, too, are gaining a lot of trust in, in our guys. So, no, it's, it's – uh, it's progressing the way you would hope, um, you know, and we're going to in a year, you're going to need that with more people, you know, just in a year like we're in right now. And so I think it's important that, you know, you're develop developing that with a wide range of guys and not just your, you know, top four or six wideouts. It's a pretty big mantle for Drake Stoops to run around with that back name, that name on the back of his jersey. What kind of a kid is he? He must that's, that's got to be a lot to handle. Yeah, it takes some guts, you know, coming to OU wasn't the easy thing for him. You know, he could have went a lot of other places and, you know, quote unquote, blazed his own trail. But uh, he wanted to come here. He wanted to do this, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I appreciate the kind of the intestinal fortitude that it, that it took to do that. And uh, and so now he's a, he's a neat kid, man, fun kid to be around. Works really, really hard. You can see the same. You know, competitive fire he has that that you know you certainly you know get used to seeing out of the Stoops family. So he's he's been a great addition. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick Fil A app and order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. Got a question for you from Toby Whitney, Fort Bragg in North Carolina. Coach Riley, I realize they can be done simultaneously, but after any game, especially this one, how much time between games is spent working on fixing things you saw last weekend? versus preparing for the next team? That's a great question. Um, first, thank you for your service. And then uh, second, uh, no, it's a great question. Uh, I think you have to get the issues fixed first uh, because if you don't, they'll come up and bite you again, whether it's this game or, or in another season. So we certainly, you know, address those first, make those corrections. Um, try not to dwell on them, but not look past them either. Um, so get the corrections done and then get moved on to the next opponent as soon as we feel like those corrections are in place. You know, just looking forward to Iowa State. I mean, here's another team. Uh, you kind of look at Kansas State, stumbled out of the blocks, lost to a, a non-Power 5 football team, and really in no way is that a representation of the way they played on Saturday. It's the same thing with Iowa State. You look at, look at them, uh, stumble out of the blocks, don't play well against Louisiana, and then they bounce right back and have a really nice performance against a, a tough, gritty Iowa State or a TCU team. So, I mean, I, I know your players don't do this, and, and you guys coach them up, but, uh, you know, there, there's got to be a, a constant reminder that week in, week out, it doesn't really matter what teams did in the past. you gotta, you got to keep these guys focused on the upcoming game. Exactly right. You said it, you said it best. It's... It, it, each each week is its own week. You know, you can take the other things and throw them out the window. Um, it's uh, and and in this year more than any, just because the rosters are so different each week. I mean, there's you know a lot of guys on the, that field on Saturday for both sides that, that weren't on the field the, the in, the, in the first game. So I mean, 
the rosters are all changing across across college football rapidly right now as well. So it's uh, now you do you got to focus on it, and then you got to understand you know too also being at OU. I mean you're going to get everybody's best shot. That's that's uh, you know that's the that's just how it is. So you better make sure that you're ready to give them your best shot as well. Seeing some offensive highlights here from Iowa State. Certainly Brock Purdy, Brees Hall. Got your hands full trying to slow them down. But defensively, monster game by Jaquan Bailey last week against TCU. Three and a half sacks. How do you try to deal with this guy? He's a good player. You know, got injured for them last year. Um, but but he's a uh, talented player. Like I said, he's their career leader in sacks. Uh, you know, we've, we've played him. Uh, you know, a couple of times, but, but, but yeah, I got a lot of respect for him. It's, it's good, you know, good for the league to see him back healthy, you know, because he's, he's definitely one of the better defensive linemen in the country. You know, Iowa State has, you know, they've played really good defense over the last three or four years, and, and not just against Oklahoma, but really they've turned into one of the better units uh, consistently in, in the conference. What is it about their, their system that makes it difficult for this league to, to put up the points on them? They're very unique. You know, they're very unique. They're, uh, you know, and they have been for the last several years. They give them a lot of credit. They've really adapted to the, the skill sets that they that they have and that they've recruited and developed. And, and uh, Coach Haycock's done a, a tremendous job, uh, you know, really evolving that defense from kind of what started off being a, a you know, a, kind of a preventative type, not, not really prevent, but it's got that type of look to it. It doesn't play like that. Um, and, and something that most teams would only play against, you know, four wide receiver sets or five wide receiver sets. And they've morphed into be able to do it, being able to do it to, to anything and everything. And it's just become who they are. So now they know it. Now, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to prepare for. They, they do it each and every week. They know it inside and out. Uh, coached up very well, very good tacklers. And like you said, now they've got, you know, a couple of ends that can, that can get some pressure as well. So it uh, certainly presents a lot of challenges. All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, tonight's Butkus Brain Teaser, and we'll talk to Coach Riley about going on the road for the first time in 2020. You're watching Sooner Sports Talk, brought to you by AT&T. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics Exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind. All right, Toby and Teddy back with you here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Sooner Sports Talk. Are Rudy's Anywhere, Sooners Everywhere, $50 gift card winner tonight, Toby Whitney from Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Congratulations to Toby, barbecue, courtesy of Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. 
All right, uh, Coach Lincoln Riley is with us. And, Coach, it is time for our Oklahoma Education Association Butkus Brain Teaser. Oklahoma Education Association putting education first. You swatted him pretty quick last week, Coach, and I think Teddy's feelings were a little bit hurt. So he has uh, – you've tried to get him tonight. You well, told me your process. Yeah, I have. So since I'm so horrible at picking – non-memorable plays or trying to stump coach I tried to take myself out of it so I just picked the 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 game so I picked 2015 Iowa State and on YouTube there's this little you know it compresses the whole game yeah and you just kind of scroll across so I said I'm just going to scroll and where it stops that's going to be the play so I scroll random and naturally you know it was a scoring play, which, you know, that happens when you're like the number one scoring offense in the country every year. So, but I'll tell you what the play was. It was 2015 Iowa State. The score is 14 OU to three for Iowa State. There's 340 left in the first quarter. It is third and nine on the plus 17 going in middle of the field. Third and nine. Middle of the field on the 17 going in, 340 left in the first quarter, 2015, Iowa State. That's one of two. I'm trying to decide which one it is. What are the two you're deciding between? It's either a post ball, the... D.D. Westbrook on the left side, or it's a uh, a uh, scramble by Baker right up the middle. He said it well, was on. I'll he, tell you, it is one of those two. <laughs> You've got it narrowed down to the right too. So, too bad you can't phone a friend if we're uh, who wants to be a millionaire. You've got the fifty-fifty here. Third and nine. I think it's Baker scramble. 17-yard line. I think it's Baker scramble. Confidence level? Uh, I guess 50-50, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see it. Let's see it. 2015, Iowa State. Here's the play. Yeah. Headed toward the south end zone. Baker in the shotgun. Coach has already said yeah. <laughs> Four wide receivers set. Oh, he's changing the play. Still feel confident, Coach? I do. Snap the ball, Baker. There it is. Uh, Baker up the middle for the scramble, stepping out of a tackle and into the end zone, and he's done it again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the Buckets brain well. teaser. Randomly selected tonight. Well, and hopefully got it next time I don't randomly select a scoring play. But <laughs> I wanted to stay true to what I was doing. I was hoping it's going to be an incomplete pass in the middle of the game <laughs> that was, you know, just forgettable. But good job, Coach. Coach, you're going on the road for the first time this week. It's a different world, man. Um, how many different hoops are you having to jump through? Precautions are you having to take? What's it like? What's it going to be like to go on the road in 2020? 
Yeah, very different. I uh, like it like everything else. So uh, luckily, we've got a great team, you know, administrators, our staff that's, you know, been working on this for a long time. And, and I would say, too, it's probably helped us some that, you know, haven't gone on the road here for the first few games. And we've been able to communicate with some of those teams that have and been able to learn a little bit about their experiences, what they went through, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we can take some of those points and, and have a successful trip. So now there's a lot to it, everything, the, the buses, the flights, the hotels, um, everything is definitely different. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you show up at a stadium and you go play football. So we need to be ready to go do that and do it well. You know, we always talk about Iowa State and their defense. That's that's kind of what they're known for right now, how, how solid they've been on that side of the ball. But you look back to a year ago, Brock Purdy leads the Big 12 in, in passing. And, you know, slowly but surely, this, this has turned into a, a potent offense. Uh, with Brock Purdy at quarterback, they've got, his, you know, his talent coming back. Brees Hall at running backs had two 100-yard games back-to-back. -back. I mean, all of a sudden, Iowa State's got one of the better offenses in the league to go with that great defense. They do. They do. No, experienced quarterback. You know, Brock's played a lot of ball for him now and a and, uh, very good player. You know, they've got some uh, a couple of really good tight ends. You know, Brees has been a – you know, had a really good year last year as a freshman and obviously is off to a, a, a strong start here this year. So, um, and they do some some really good things schematically too on top of all those good players. So, now they're, they're a challenge all the way around. I mean, no, no doubt about it. There's not a – not a lot of weaknesses on this team, and that, that's what makes them tough. So it'll be a, a fun, tough game up there in Ames. One more fan question from in-house for you. This is from Terry. He said, would you rather play on the road earlier in the day or at night? And is that affected at all by COVID changing everything here in 2020? Um, it doesn't really matter to me, time. Uh, yeah, and, and hard to answer. Uh, playing on the road is fun, no matter what, no matter when you do. Uh, you know, you guys know me. That's 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 always been my deal. Love, love playing on the road. Love our teams. Always enjoyed it. So um, it'll be different with COVID. I, yeah, I don't know really how to answer that yet. Um, you know, with the travel procedures and all of that. But like I said, at the end of the at the end of the day, you know, for us, it's a it's a, a football game that we get to play that we didn't even know if we'd get to play, and so uh, we're excited and and you know certainly anytime you're, you're coming after a loss and we hadn't had to experience this too much but but when you are the, the first thing that you that you can't wait for is to get back out there and, and uh, have another crack at it you know the the big 12 had you know quite the weekend a bunch of close games all across the the conference uh finally got to see baylor get out there and play but you know week one of conference play it looks like maybe this season's going to be as wide open as it's been recently what was your what was your thoughts just kind of looking around the conference and and seeing what happened through the weekend yeah, no, I think it's definitely going to be unpredictable. And I don't think just across our conference. I, I think it's going to be across college football. I mean, again, you just got so many teams and so many individual players and in, in just so many different places. Um, it's just uh, it, it is it's going to be hard to predict. And, you know, who plays who at the right time and who has these people available and, and who handles all of this the best. And, and there, there's just going to be there's going to be a lot more to it than there you know, already normally is. And so, um, you know, you, you got to hang in there. You know, you're going to have to hang in there. You're going to have to keep swinging as, as a team and as a program. And, and, uh, and you know, I think if you do that, then you'll like where you're at at the end. So that's, that's our challenge right now. And honestly, it's everybody's challenge, uh, everybody else's challenge across the country right now too.
Speaking of uh, keep swinging, you talked to Leach since Saturday. I haven't. I haven't. But no, that was a that, that was an awesome win for them. You know, to get their get their time started there at Mississippi State. So uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I did see the one comment though. I, I was referring back to all the players at LSU had lost or opted out, and he he said something. Well, I hope the next ones aren't as good as all the ones they had before. So that that was <laughs> that was that was pretty classic leech. But no, that was a that was a great win for them. Coach, thanks so much for your time tonight. Safe travels up to Iowa. Go get them. All right, we'll do. Thank you, guys. All right, that's Lincoln Riley. We'll take a break, and we'll have one more segment to wrap it up when we come back here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Stay with us. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners. OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies. And our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Coca-Cola, and OU Medicine. Welcome back, everybody. Our final segment of Sooner Sports Talk on this Tuesday night. Get your officially licensed Sooner gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors the preferred sporting goods retailer of OU Athletics. How would you like to be able to listen to Teddy and the rest of the Sooner broadcast while synced up to your TV in the comfort of your own home? Go to SyncMyGame.com to find out how. Uh, I saw uh, the Sooner Radio Network. More listeners this week than any other radio network in the nation. Your star, this Toby. Week. It's because of you, my man. I was going to say it's because of the book. I mean, worldwide, <laughs> drawing, the the, drawing the attention to the broadcast. Lincoln have anything to say that uh, struck your fancy tonight? Yeah. You know, the one thing that he said, and I wrote it down, is, you know, whenever you win, the first inclination is that everything was, was just perfect and everything was executed flawlessly. And once you go look at the film, that's never the case. And in a loss, naturally, the first inclination is that everything's terrible. And, and that's usually not the case either. And I think that's I think that's key. And that's something to build on that, you know, this defense, while they did give up some big costly plays that that, you know, helped cost the game, you know, a big part of what they did has and have done this year has looked really good. They've looked aggressive. They've uh, been flying to the football. They just got to get that for, you know, four full quarters and offensively. You know, some of the running game woes and, and things that are going on there, um, you know, there's it, it's one guy here, one guy there. It's maybe a running back uh, making a guy miss in the hole and, and get some real good production. So um, I, it's it's not the end of the world. It's not all horrible. They've done some really good things. So I, I think they're going to bounce back nicely. Whenever there's a Sooners game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Please drink responsibly. Sooner fans, come visit the best place to gear up on your favorite OU products. The Sooner Shop is the official fan shop of OU Athletics, located on the west side of Gaylord Family, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Open Tuesday to Saturday, 10 to 5. Curbside pickup also available through the Sooner Sports To Go app. Huge shout-out tonight to the Sooner TV crew. They have been scrambling to get things done tonight. Excellent job by the folks back in studio and here on site. And a huge shout-out to all of the uh, people who have come out to watch tonight. They've got to hear very little of the show, <laughs> but they are huge supporters anyway. So thanks to you folks for being here tonight. OU and Iowa State coming up at 6.30 on Saturday night. Radio broadcast coverage starts at 4.30 Saturday afternoon. Hope you'll join us, and we'll see you next week on Sooner Sports Talk. Boomer Sooner, everybody. 
Sooner Sports Talk has been presented by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Sooner Sports Talk is also brought to you by Bud Light. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Riverwind, still the one. And by Sport Clips. It's good to be a guy. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.